Welcome to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage entrepreneurs to build their thought leadership in a simplified and a systematic way. I'm your host Surbhi Devia, brand strategist, entrepreneur, founder of Digital Genie and also founder of chatmybio.com. I'm passionate to help fellow entrepreneurs, executives and individuals to think and thrive on their thought leadership. So grab your headset, turn up the volume and join me here to get the boost of encouragement you need to build your thought leadership every episode. accelerated a lot of trends around there were already trends emerging leading up to 2020 such as the digital technology adoption in businesses hybrid model for retailers online banking applications etc there is one trend that needs acceleration equally and that is women thought leadership There aren't just enough women today who are building their own thought leadership. The purpose of the making of a thought leader podcast is to encourage entrepreneurs, men and women to step up and build their thought leadership systematically and consistently. In my journey as a women professional and now as an entrepreneur, I can literally count the number of thought leaders on my fingers. whom i followed or became aware of who were women and that's in the past 20 years i believe we are seeing headwinds of change as the world moves beyond pandemic and yet i wish that this trend also accelerates where more women step up to build their thought leadership building thought leadership offers a huge market opportunity provided you build it systematically In episode 2 of the Making of a Thought Leader podcast, I explain the 8P framework that helps building the foundations of a sustainable thought leadership. In my work with women entrepreneurs, I find that women often shy away from making bold galvanizing statements because being bold is scary. I absolutely understand this fear and trust me I have been there too. But these bold blunt ideas are exactly the material that makes us unique and prove magnetic to the potential followers or prospects. Last week on the podcast I spoke to Graham Brown who is a thought leader on telling brand stories. And while Speaking of the latest trends on the social media about building brand stories, Graham shared his thoughts on women thought leaders and women picking up thought leadership. I'm sure you will have a great time listening to his perspective. So let's listen in. there's a campaign that is going on this little girl is me i'm not sure if you've seen oh, that i've seen that yeah that was yeah. interesting and a lot I've of seen people posting 
a lot of, you know, acquaintances, friends from Singapore are on part of that campaign. It was interesting to see because it shows um, team number of stories of courage and beating the odds to be who you are. And also got me to a point of thinking that how many women are out there who are mm. actually taking up the mic or taking up the position of thought leadership. What do you mm. see? What do you see on this front? Well, regarding the women, not enough is the answer. That we're nowhere near, even though, I mean, in education, globally, I think in many countries now, women, girls outperform boys at school in many subjects. And you know, that now is the case, well, that they've shown that they can do this. And mm-hmm. I think in the early stages of business as well, they outrank men. But the problem is, is obviously as things evolve, you know, some drop off with families and some drop off because of toxic workplaces and so on. Then there's this subset of all those people, which is the ones that step up to the mic, which is, again, we don't talk enough about this. What you're doing is is fantastic. It's stepping up and it's not being afraid to face criticism. And it's less like, I don't think people are so overt with their criticism. They won't go, oh... That was terrible, that podcast that you did. But it's the subtle nudges that we don't appreciate, especially being a man, even growing up as a boy, you can think about the subtle nudges. The grandparents give you the toys and it's a tank as opposed to a doll. Mm -hmm. That's a nudge because Mm -hmm. that takes you down a path, which is, oh, it's okay for me to be a risk taker rather than a carer. It's never... explicit is it? it's never saying look you're a boy you should go out there and do man things and take risks and climb mountains and smash through barriers and hurt yourself nobody ever says that it's about role models and nudges and think about it with media podcasting and you know women entrepreneurs there are plenty of women entrepreneurs but there's, there's a subset of them who actually step up mm. maybe because a they're not enough people like you doing it yet and therefore they don't see it as a done thing. Yeah. Or B, maybe I don't want to answer for you. You know, maybe it's like, are you more acute to the criticism of other people than men are, for example? Maybe that comes back to the tank thing, right? It's like yeah. I drive a tank, I don't care. I also think there is imposter syndrome. There are people better than me. I think from my perspective, I mean, there's a clear example of, I helped others do launch their podcast and it never occurred to me I could do one. And, you know, it came back Mm. to me, you know, there was this only a nudge that came through and then said, Hey, why don't you do your podcast? You're telling me so many things. Why don't you do Mm. yours? And I was like, Oh yeah, I could do one, but I never thought I was good enough to uh, actually run a podcast on my own. And of course, as you always say, podcast is a long-term game. It's not Mm. one day uh, that you show up on a live and that's about it. You have to keep doing it to build your audiences and pass your message, encourage people as what I always try to do on this podcast. So I think imposter syndrome is another that comes to play. Mm. It's powerful. And maybe people don't realize it. Right. Even, you know, smart, intelligent people like yourself who think probably that doesn't affect me because, you know, in other walks of life, you've had a successful career etc etc you may not think you have these kind of glass ceilings these limiting beliefs but we all have them maybe women face them a lot more because you know you just don't think it's something 
that you would do because yeah. there aren't enough examples. It, it's, it's sort of a chicken and egg situation. I mean, even if you look to the media, it's changing slowly, but we celebrate, I say we, collective, we celebrate people like Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton, but these are the wives of famous men. You know, that's what kind of I feel is missing is that, you know, we're not celebrating their stories as people that made it themselves. They got there and they became famous because they were married to a famous man. What kind of story does that send out to people? Where are the women who made it themselves? There's not enough of them. Mm. And in some way, the media helps reinforce these narratives about people and imposter syndromes, because actually it's all part of the system, isn't it? You know, yeah. if, if you suddenly allowed people, everybody to step up and create their own podcast or create their own TV show or write their own books, then what role would media have? You know, they wouldn't have control yeah. over the industry anymore. They would just become just another voice. They'd become one bird in the tree. You know, we don't want lots of birds singing in the tree. We just want one. one. And that's sort of the official model, isn't it? So, you know, that, I think the imposter syndrome really is very, very subtle, and, but yet extremely powerful. Right. And maybe that's why it does work because we don't realize it. But then, you know, you're an example. You're out there. You're doing it. And it just goes to show that there's nothing really that stops people. And I feel that people are worried about looking stupid, sounding stupid. You just got to get over yourself. <laughs> you know, that's the key is just get over it. Because, you know, between you and doing something amazing in your life is this barrier of fear, yeah. this limiting belief. And there's all something amazing on the other side, whatever it is. And, the, you know, as a, there's also reason and a justification and a comfort why we don't want to break through that thing. Right. You know, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a storyteller. I'm not a public speaker. Yeah. We try this to box all... ourselves into one mold. Yeah. There's a great um, quote in Japanese, which sort of reads the frog who lives in the world never sees the sea. The seas. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like the frog volunteered to live in that well. <laughs> That's the point. It's comfortable. It wants right. to live in there, right? It will never know the ocean. And I think, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably quite curious. You want to go out and know the ocean. So it's all about how do you break through those comfort barriers? On the other side, there's something quite amazing. And without sort of going through the prescription for it, but I think the starting point is surround yourself with good people mm. like yourself. You know, it's like people who are doing this stuff. Who Then, you know, it changes your behavioral norms about, you know, expectations about what's possible. Right. Absolutely. And I feel th that first step that I took to start doing my own podcast, there's this whole new world, which has opened up. Like we, we both are talking today because of this whole, you know, avenue that podcast allows to talk to each other, talk to other different people, meet new people. And I think I value this so much more than doing a blog post or doing, mm. uh, you know, like a, a series of things in that sense. And I think identifying your true self also helps because as a person, I'm quite a chatty. I love that social interaction rather than 
just a one-way communication, which probably a blog or a white paper or mm. a book offers. So I think that that is really cool. And I like how you put it, you know, you very often we just volunteer ourselves to be in that mold, not realizing that, you know, we are the ones who are uh, volunteering. This bonus episode provided additional perspectives for all you entrepreneurs out there and especially women tuning in today to take charge and build your thought leadership. I will see you in the next week with yet another engaging episode on the making of a thought leader podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, Please add your reviews on Apple Podcast as that's a great way for letting me know that I'm on the right track here. Also, please share this podcast with people, entrepreneurs, executives you know and those who need the boost to start building their thought leadership. So until next episode, cheers, stay safe and take care. The first step to build your thought leadership is with a powerful professional personal bio. Personal bios can be used on LinkedIn as a summary, on your website, or it can be shared with others as your introduction on a public platform. If you do not have a fantastic personal bio which talks volumes about your professional experience and your expertise, help is around. Jot My Bio is a done-for-you professional bio writing service that showcases the best of your unique self. Visit jotmybio.com, that is J-O-T-M-Y-B-I-O.com today and get yourself a unique handcrafted personal bio. I truly appreciate you joining me on the podcast today and to stay updated on the latest episodes, make sure you have subscribed to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast on your favorite podcast player. See you next time.